going on everybody welcome back to the music matters media podcast and eric believe it or not today is an extremely special episode not just because as promised we are going over our top 10 albums of 2021 but it is also the 80th episode of the music matters media show wow 80 the big 80 I, i can't believe that man where does the time go? We are three years strong now, going on four this coming September, believe it or not. But here we are, 80 episodes into it, 80 episodes later. So happy to still be with you here, Eric, 80 episodes later. And I just want to say cheers to 80 more. I'm I'm still stuck on three, <laughs> on three years, you know. <laughs> I, I can't even believe that. It, it almost feels like... It almost feels like this is going to be our third year, but the fact that you're now saying that it's going to be our fourth year, it's like, wow, that's, that is insane, but it's also so cool that we've been able to last this long and that, you know, despite the hiatuses we've taken and everything, that our listeners are still here stronger than ever and that, you know, people still come to us to discuss all things music exactly the fact that people still care and they are still sticking around and showing up stronger than ever is more than anything that i could have ever imagined or dreamed of at this point especially everything that the world has been through within the past two years of the three you know it's it's been a really fun journey and i really can't wait to see what the next four years and the next 80 episodes bring between now and back then the amount of podcasts that have come out and the amount of shows that are floating out there right now the inception of shows throughout the pandemic has been pretty wild and if there's anything that I am most proud of other than the fact that we have such a great community here within Music Matters Media and everything that we've cultivated up until this point in terms of, you know, the company, the website, you, staff writers. It's just, it's truly amazing. And uh, I just want to say that the fact that the vision and the show was around and wasn't just on, let me hop on the bandwagon of creating a show. It was created out of true vision, true passion, and love for all things music. And above all else, I just want everybody that listens to 
this episode and every episode thereafter and before it to know how much music has touched both of our lives and how truly passionate we are and how seriously we take this. It's one of a kind, more than you think. It's one of a kind. The magic that has happened here and that continues to happen here. Yeah, you're absolutely right. And speaking to your point about, you know, it feels like the whole world is, you know, jumping on this whole podcast craze. Um, I'm not gatekeeping here, but, you know, we come from a time when it's not that podcasts were new, but, you know, not everybody did them. You they know? weren't as popular, for yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. Like, just clearly when the pandemic hit, I absolutely noticed a bunch of my other friends starting podcasts of their own and, you know, each one of them different. Yeah, so did I. And we're not here to be the end-all be-all of podcasts. And, you know, I'm rooting for everybody. I want everybody to win. I want everybody to succeed and have fun with their shows and uh, in all different aspects and all different fields, uh, whatever topics are discussed. It's just something that I definitely noticed a surge throughout the pandemic and I think in part it has a lot to do with everybody being in lockdown and being like well what are we going to do now how are we going to make the transition and I'm just extremely happy that everything that has transpired between the past three years going on four was already in the works beforehand and we were already uh you know kind of ahead of the curve in terms of that you're absolutely right and you know it's because like you know this was the logical step for you and me like we have been talking about music since basically the time we became friends all the way back in high school we've always bonded that way we have always bonded that way yeah exactly so this kind of does feel inevitable that it would eventually lead to us uh talking about music in a more professional setting and that we would have the rest of the world be involved in that conversation as well. So, you know, you're absolutely right. We definitely came in like right before everybody else did. And I'm just really happy that it's taken off the way it has and that it's evolved into this really cool and very well-rounded thing. And I'm happy to see that you're always pushing the envelope for new ideas as was the case with, uh, your previous episode with phone a friend i thought that was a really cool idea thank you eric i appreciate you know, that you're always just thinking outside the box not just with the podcast but just with different things in general you know you're always tinkering around with ideas and i think that makes the true mark of uh you know business person worth their salt you know someone who's always uh looking for different ways to uh bring something new to the table but um you know that's of course just talking about Music Matters Media as a whole. But as it pertains to the podcast, I, I love to see that close to four years later, you're still, you still have those creative juices flowing. You still have ideas. And, you know, you got that idea in right at the last minute of 2021. I can't even imagine uh, what other things you've got cooking up there in your head for 2022. Yeah, Eric. I mean, Music Matters is, ah, oh, man, it gets me choked up even talking about it honestly because it's just such a passion of mine you know and uh it's blood sweat and tears but at the same time I would have it no other way 
and I really cannot envision myself doing anything than than what I'm doing now and whatever it takes to just keep evolving the company itself and the show and everything that comes along with it I am willing to go the distance and listen I've said it before and I'll say it again you know it it should be said at least on my part you know I just want to thank you for allowing me to continue to be a part of this journey with you and for giving me the chance to just do this with you you know um it's very rare to be able to have you know, a kind of musical conversation with people like this, you know, um, whether that be because it's hard to find someone you share musical interests with, or it's hard to find someone who appreciates music in general, the same way that you do, you know, uh, I think it takes a special person to really have that conversation with. That's not to say that, you know, you can't talk about music with anyone. Of course you can. Everybody appreciates music to some degree. But uh, I think it takes like a really special person that makes music entirely the focus of their life to truly have this conversation with. And the fact that not only you and I can talk about this, but that we have other people who want to listen in. That's exactly. always that's always the cool part. And listen, there's no place I'd rather be than here with you right now, especially on this really cold day. You know, talking <laughs> you say about that again. Talking about music with you and I hope that everybody that's listening from their respective homes, wherever they are in the world, you know, I hope you're, you know, listening to us. You know, all nice and warm. Hopefully you've got something nice to drink. And yeah, hopefully you will enjoy this episode as much as we enjoy making it for you. If anything, the goal here is to, of course, 100% have this dialogue between you and I, but even more so open it up to the rest of the world and just get that feedback and uh, hear what everybody has to say. We love input from anybody that takes the time to click play and uh, listen to this show. I mean, that in itself, I could not be more grateful that with everything that we just said before, you have literally millions of shows that you could have been tuning into, but you're listening to this one. So that's not just a testament to you and I, Eric. That's a testament to the dedicated listeners that we have and the listeners that go on and tell their friends, their family, their families, their loved ones. Yeah, that's always a goal. And then my second goal, and I think even more so, even more important than the first, is to just give people a place where they can hang back, relax, have some escapism. Everything's super heavy right now in the world. You know, you're just bombarded left and right. People are stressed out with everything going on right now with the pandemic. Then you have your own personal life on top of that. It's it's a lot, you know, and sometimes it can feel like the weight of the world is on your shoulders 24-7. And if in any way we can make that lighter here and we can give you a break from all that, then that's really the aim that I'm seeking is forget about the music in terms of dissecting things and, you know, getting down to the nitty gritty. How about just enjoying yourselves? How about giving somebody a reason to laugh, giving somebody a reason to smile? That's what it's all about for me. That's that's really the payoff that I get from uh, doing this. And speaking to your point about creating a space for other people, 
you know, I think the main takeaway after doing this for close to four years at this point is that, you know, when, when you come here to listen to us, you know, there are no quote unquote guilty pleasures. There are no things that you I don't should be even believe. Of. I don't even believe in guilty pleasures. Exactly. You know, good music is good music. And in my opinion, there is no bad music. It, it's really just, you know, it's all personal subjective. Taste. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. There's only personal taste. There's no bad music. And so, you know, don't ever feel ashamed for something that you love and don't ever let anybody else shame you for loving something specific. You know, uh, it's a part of your personality. It's a part of who you are. And who are other people to, to, you know, challenge that or to, or to make you feel bad for that? You know, that's, that's the number one thing that I think we want everybody to know coming into this. And with all that being said, I don't know about you, Eric, but I am ready to jump into today's episode. I cannot believe it is our 80th episode. Good thing we're talking about one of our favorite episodes that we do yearly. I'm talking about our top 10 albums of 2021. Yeah, and you know, just like as with last year's episode for the 2020 list, this list was just as difficult to narrow down, if not even more difficult you know, it, it, it's always like that, but you know what? That's never a bad thing. It just means that there is a lot of awesome music to spare. The only thing about these things is that it's so unfair to have to narrow it all down. <laughs> I know. It is excruciating. You know how many times that I had to go back to my list and rearrange and then, you know, go back to my playlist and my recently played and then my even my back catalog and be like, oh, wait but what about this one and then once I brought that one back into the mix then I would have to you know kick another one to the curb it's a lot it's a lot to handle yeah it's like every time you take out you know one of your favorite artists or an album that you loved it's like no hard feelings and then you just like cast it aside (laughs) but that is why we have honorable mentions but Eric before we can get into any of that you know that I always like to get kind of the roughness out of the way the negativity as I usually call it, out of the way. And with that, I think that we should just rip the Band-Aid off. Let's talk about our most disappointing album of 2021. Would you like to go first? Sure. And it pains me to name this band in particular because they are a huge favorite of mine, as you very well know. But my most disappointing album for 2021 goes to Foo Fighters' Medicine at Midnight. Ooh, I actually, wow, I did not see this one coming. Yeah, because I know that in a previous episode, I mentioned that they went through a stylistic change a little bit. They shifted musically, and I had said that I wasn't against it, that I actually embraced it. And I still stand by that statement. That's not the problem for me. The problem is the song structures themselves. It feels like the songs weren't really fleshed out. The lyrics were just not really speaking to me personally and it's so funny because i remember for record store day last year uh i spoke to this one guy that was also shopping for records and you know we were speaking a little bit about foo fighters and he asked me if i had listened to the new album and at that point i hadn't and he's just like oh dude it's so bad and (laughs) (laughs) i wanted i didn't want to jump the gun and you know 
take him at his word right away because I wanted to judge it for myself. I yeah. never I never base myself on the opinions of others when listening to music. Same. Same thing with movies too, you exactly, know? Exactly, yeah. But then when I get to this album and I'm listening to it, I'm like, you know, I'm not going to say that it's bad because it's not a bad album, but it is not what I thought it would be. You know, it had some good ideas for sure. It, it has it has potential for maybe future future projects or maybe they can expand on this but uh yeah the the songwriting just wasn't there for me on this one and it just felt sort of lackluster it felt like their last album did where it had good ideas but ultimately it missed the mark listen i uh i totally can hear you out on this one because i listened to the album multiple times as well we covered the album actually on the site and therefore, everything that gets put out on the site, I do a run through beforehand. Um, and yeah, I understand where you're coming from because it really didn't connect with me as much as their previous work either. And it does not hold a candle to what they're truly capable of. So I can understand the expectation was high going into it and being let down by uh like you were pretty much referring to they had good ideas but the execution of it eh, not quite there well you're still hoping that on the next record they learn from this and they're able to get it right well you know who else needs a lot of fleshing out <laughs> oh man who who who's your most disappointing for 2021 certified lover boy by drake you want to talk about phoning it in. You want to talk about things not being fleshed out. Oh, such a bad, bad album rollout. Such high expectations coming from Drake. And uh, especially after how much I enjoyed, we both enjoyed Scorpion in 2018. We covered it here. Go check out that episode. We had so much fun with that one. And that was the first time that Eric really took a deep dive into uh, Drake's work, which I was proud of you for doing that. Yeah, I, I still listen to a lot of songs from that album, you know, even now. You know, the the quality from Scorpion to Certified Loverboy, it's like night and day. So I, I'm, you're right. Uh, hearing you say that album, I'm not surprised that that was your most disappointing. But it it's crazy because it feels like even though... To you, this album might have been your most disappointing. It still feels like with a lot of people, it it stuck the landing for them. You want to know what it is? I feel like Drake is one of those musicians that if you're a fan, no matter what, people are just going to be like, yeah, but it's Drake. Yeah, I mean, it's not his best work, but it's Drake. And it's, But you know what? I'm, I, I can't get behind that, Eric. I cannot get behind that. I can't, nobody gets a pass from me. Yeah, and, and that's, <laughs> I think that's the brutal truth of making these lists sometimes you just have to face facts and you have to be honest with yourself you have to say well did i really enjoy this all year long or did i only enjoy it for the first listen and then i never paid attention to it ever again and you want to know what the facts are we covered this album here on the show go check out that episode as well we covered it and I said by the end of the review that we did was maybe as time goes on, it might be a grower and maybe I will find more to appreciate uh, in it later on. And the sad truth is the more that time passed and as you just said, 
the newness started to wear away, it got worse. It got worse instead of better for me, especially when you hold it to his previous work, whether that be Scorpion, whether that be Take Care, my favorite Drake album of all time, whether that be if you're reading this, it's too late or views or nothing was the same or even the mixtape playlist, More Life. When it comes down to it, Every single project before this, whether it be a mixtape, an EP, a full-blown album, you cannot even compare with Certified Lover Boy. And it's even more of a letdown because of the hype that was built around it, how much this album got pushed back, and uh, the rollout itself was just extremely underwhelming. I feel like he just phoned it in this time around. So, you know, it's bittersweet because he can do that. He can phone it in and still pull off hits and still get radio plays and streams because of the fact that he's Drake. But when I tell you that he doesn't get a pass from me, just in my opinion, of course, because I feel like that's not enough. Your name alone and everything that you've done up until this point should push you and hopefully elevate you even further to want to grow, to want to outdo the legacy that you've created thus far, you know, and not really have that opposite effect of like, well, I'm just gonna kind of chill out now and lay back because I've already made it and no matter what I feed these people, they're gonna listen to it anyway. To me, I think that's kind of a cop-out. It's pretty lame and uh, I'll just have to wait around for the next release. Yeah, sometimes that's all you can do, you know. Just hope that the next time around that it's better than it was before and that they learn from their mistakes. And this is coming from a massive Drake fan because I don't even want to sound like a hater on here. You know. don't I know it. Don't I know it. And that's why as to your pick for most disappointing we have such high expectations because we are true fans at our core of both of these artists you know dave grohl foo fighters me with drake and eric i think we should lighten the mood now i think we should lighten the mood i'm glad that i got that off my chest i'm glad that i got that out of my system so honorable mentions before we get into our official top 10 of 2021 Let's hear them. I want to know what just fell shy of your top 10. All right. My honorable mentions in no particular order are Angels and Airwaves, Life Forms, Jerry Cantrell, Brighton, Macy Stewart, Mouthful of Glass, Robert Ike Aubrey Lowe for the Candyman soundtrack, and Joseph Bashara for the Malignant soundtrack. Wow. What a lineup there. Great picks fantastic i love that you threw in soundtracks too all right so now i'm excited to see what made your honorable mentions all right just as you in no particular order here are my honorable mentions for 2021 we have casey musgraves with starcrossed we have mod sun with internet killed the rockstar we have doja cat with planet her And last but certainly not least, we have Little Nas X with Montero. Nice. All solid picks for your honorable mentions. Okay, so now that we got our honorable mentions out of the way, we get 
to talk about our top 10, what everybody's been waiting for, I'm sure, up until this point. Let's start it out with good old number 10, Eric. What made your number 10? My number 10 is John Carpenter, Cody Carpenter, and Dave Davies, Halloween Kills. Legends. Legends. Yeah, this was on repeat a lot for me. Saw the movie twice. Phenomenal, at least for me, I know the movie's a bit divisive, which I get, but speaking about the music alone, it is amazing. It, It's just pure John Carpenter, but a little bit updated for, you know, modern times, but it is just so fantastic. When they eventually come out with the final trilogy, Halloween Ends, my expectations are high. <laughs> Let's just leave it at that. My expectations are up there, and I am truly hoping that they deliver a worthy soundtrack to the conclusion. All right, so how about you? What made your number 10? Eric, I wouldn't expect anything less from you, so totally get it. And, uh, well, speaking about horror, coming in from my number 10 is Ice Nine Kills with The Silver Scream 2, Welcome to Horrorwood. Wow, that is so cool. That is definitely something new for, for you, you know? Yeah, um, Ice Nine Kills. I was so blown away when I heard this album what a concept album. It was so good that it made me go back to the original that came out in 2018 because this is a sequel to The Silver Scream. Eric, you would be all over this. Each song based off of horror classics. I love the dedication this band has, especially the lead singer Spencer Charnis, to go all out with the production the music videos, they just encompass everything going on within the horror theme. Each song has its own music video and everything is extremely intentional and well thought out and so beyond creative. And you can tell that he is such a fan of horror to his core and he is so unbelievably talented. I love his voice. It's very theatrical. It's just such a nice mix. It's such a nice mix because I love his singing voice. And then I also appreciate the metal core of it all. And when the breakdowns come in. And if I could give some song suggestions to those who may be interested in checking this one out. I would go for Hip to be Scared. I would check out Welcome to Horrorwood. I would check out the shower scene. Rainy Day. The list goes on. You should really check out this album as a whole but those are just good starting points for those to really get a feel of what they're in for. Okay, Eric, so heading into your number nine, what took your number nine? So my number nine is a no-brainer. It goes to Zarface and MF Doom, Super What? Awesome pick. This had to make my top 10 easily. It's an album that I've had on repeat ever since it came out. Of course, it is a bittersweet album because, unfortunately, the great MF Doom is no longer with us. Rest in peace. That dude was just so unique. Nobody can match him. Nobody can ever duplicate what he has done for hip-hop. And, as always, you know, Zarface, 7L, Esoteric, Inspect the Deck, always just delivering the goods, the lyrical references, you know, the comic books... Star Wars, the MCU. Let me just say also, I met both Esoteric and DMC 
at Comic-Con this year. Two of the nicest people ever. Wow. Two legends. I believe Esoteric has even heard of us, just letting you know. So that's really freaking cool. That you know, is I've, insane. Yeah, I mentioned us and he's like, yeah, I think I heard of you guys. So that was freaking epic. He signed all my stuff. I spoke to him a little bit about his musical history. Same thing with DMC. So awesome. And yeah, that, that just... Shout out to him if you're listening, man. That's insane. Yeah, that... Oh my God. I, I can't say enough about this album. And yeah, I just wish MF Doom was still with us, man. That's all I can say. May you rest in peace. Amen. So how about you? What took your number nine spot? Coming in at number nine, we have Billie Eilish with Happier Than Ever. Nice. Nice. I, I should have seen that one coming. She made a huge splash with her debut, Billie Eilish, but this record between the two is not my favorite. I still prefer her debut. However, this is a more mature Billie Eilish, her and her brother Phineas are back at it again with some of the best production here, I will say, off of this record. The closing track, Happier Than Ever, the title track, is such a roller coaster of emotions and such a banger. It's one that you want to turn up in the car full volume and sing your heart out to. I love the journey that she takes us on here because this is the aftermath of fame at a young age and everything that comes with it between her fans and the stardom and relationships, interpersonal relationships, whether that be, you know, with a significant other or family or friends. And it's just a totally different feel from her debut. Love everything in her catalog thus far. Billie Eilish and Phineas, what a combo, man. So unbelievably talented. She has a voice that is extremely distinct the second that you hear it, you know who it is. And I just feel like the world is her oyster. And I feel like we still haven't heard the best out of this sibling duo. And the best is still yet to come. So shout out to Billy. Shout out to Phineas. Shout out to this album, Happier Than Ever. Had to make my number nine. So coming in at number eight in your top albums for 2021. My number eight goes to King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard, LW. The reason this album made my top ten is because it's heavier than the KG was. The other one was a little bit more acoustic, a little bit more mellow. This one is a healthy mix of both. It's got a healthy mix of acoustic and a healthy mix of heavy but it's all so very trippy, which is what they're known for. And I just loved that this album kind of had more of what I would have wanted there to be on the first half of this two-part album. And it, it's never a disappointment. Quite honestly, I don't think there's a single bad album they've ever done. All right, so what takes your number eight spot for 2021? My number eighth pick is Elenium Fallen Embers. Nice. That's awesome. I've actually never heard of them, if, I, if I'm being honest. He is a music producer and a DJ, and uh, he's been around for quite a while at this point, but he had his big break back in 2019 with John Bellion on the song Good Things Fall Apart. And to be honest with you, that was when I was personally introduced to him as well, because I am a massive John Bellion fan. So when that song was released... I saw that his name was attached to it. Of course, I had to check it out. And then before you know it, I'm diving into Elenium's catalog of music. And I cannot believe as somebody who is extremely into electronic music, dance music, that he just flew under my radar for all these years. So finally, I was able to get aboard 
the Millennium Train here. So by the time Fallen Embers came out in 2021, I was aware that he was releasing a new album. And some songs that you really have to check out, Eric, first and foremost is Paper Thin featuring the one, the only, Tom DeLong. Wow. Now that's quite a collaboration. You are in for quite a treat. It's called Paper Thin. It's featuring Tom DeLong and also it incorporates Angels and Airwaves as well. But it has Tom's voice on the track. Oh, man, what a track. This was one that I was playing throughout. It's the second that this was released. You can ask anybody that knows me. I was playing this on a loop for the longest time. I still do. I still play this album pretty frequently. And uh, yeah, if I had to give you some other tracks other than Paper Thin, I would tell you to check out Hearts on Fire featuring Lights, first time featuring Ian Dior. I would tell you to check out Blame Myself with Tori Kelly, Heavenly Side with Matt Mason. I would tell you to check out Nightlight. And I would tell you to check out Losing Patience with Nothing Nowhere. But really, if you have the time, please go check this album out, everybody, especially if you're into electronic dance music. It's such a well-crafted album through and through. You have to give this one a listen. Please tell me that you'll give this one a listen. I will. I'll absolutely give it a listen. Okay, so what made your number seven spot for 2021? So my number seven spot goes to J.D. Simo for Mind Control. This is another dude I've mentioned before. And he is hands down one of the best blues rock singers slash guitar players out today. And what I love about this album in comparison to the album he put out in 2020 is that the songs are longer. The songs on the previous album were a little shorter, a little stripped down. So there wasn't much jamming. And that's what I love to listen to him for. The jamming, you know, the guitar solos, the musicianship. We love a good jam sesh. Yeah, and that stuff, it's not that it wasn't present in the last album, but there wasn't enough of it. So that made a comeback this time around. And another thing that made a comeback was more original songs. Whereas the album he released in 2020, half of it was originals and half of it was covers. So I love that the original songwriting came back on this album because, you know, most are originals and only one of them is a cover as far as I know. And that's what I love listening to this dude for. It's one of the reasons I'm invested in his music, to see what original compositions he brings to the table. And I'm just glad that this album turned out to be everything I wanted it to be from him. All right, so how about you? What took your number seven spot? Well, Eric, I'm glad that you asked. This was a duo that I could have never imagined, but at the same time, once I heard that they joined forces... I questioned why I never thought of this concept before. I am talking about Silk Sonic, an evening with Silk Sonic, a.k.a. Bruno Mars and Anderson Dotpack. I knew it. This almost made my list. But unfortunately, you know how this goes. Sometimes decisions have to be made and it's painful and it broke my heart to leave these guys out. But I am so happy that they made your list. This is the most smooth and easy listen ever. 31 minutes of pure heaven. My God. I I know that some people made babies to this album. <laughs> Eric, that goes without saying, man. I mean, 
the smoothness of Bruno's voice, the notes that he hits, the finesse of Anderson Dot Pack and his bravado and just everything that he brings to the table when it comes to his lyricism and just, oh man, them two as a duo together, as I said before, maybe it's not something that you would think of prior to, but then after them making their big debut with Leave the Door Open, which is still my favorite track off of this project, you have to question to yourself, why would you not think of this beforehand? How could you not? Because these are extremely talented musicians in their own right, and joining forces it just works. It clicks. It feels like they should have been doing this for years now. Um, and I'm just so happy that they joined forces and this was the end result. So if I could give you any recommendations, if you want to transport back to the 70s. My God, any recommendation from this album is a good one. I mean, there's not a single bad song on this. And the fact that you've got Bootsy Collins kind of doing the role of the MC throughout the album that is that is just so freaking cool chef's kiss yeah. chef's kiss and listen these guys are so fantastic that even ghostface killer wants to make an album with them i mean how cool would that be imagine that they got Boosie collins they got thundercat on this thing it's such a blast from the beginning to the end the second that you click play by the time that it ends you're like oh man that's it you know, it leaves you wanting more. It really does. So if you want to transport back in time and you want to go back to the 70s and uh, bump that baby making music, <laughs> look no further than an evening with Silk Sonic. It is such an easy listen. You'll breeze right through it. If I could give some recommendations, of course, I already know that everybody in the world has heard Leave the Door Open at this point, but you have songs like Fly As Me, Put On A Smile, Smoking Out The Window, Skate, and The Clothes Are Blast Off. I mean, wow, what an experience this album was. I cannot wait and see what is to come from these two moving forward. And I am just so glad that they blessed us with this project. Seriously, and now we can say that, you know, we once more have another just fantastic match made in heaven with these two songwriters but what i need to know right now eric is what made your top six my number six spot goes to snail mail valentine get out of here yep <laughs> i'm just gonna leave that there but i i oh my god oh my god snail mail aka Lindsay jordan is just somebody that really knows how to get inside my head it is amazing like the way she talks about relationships, the way she talks about unrequited love, um, even the way she talks about her own recovery with addiction, you know, uh, she is just such a fantastic songstress. She's also an awesome guitar player. You know, her lead guitar playing takes a backseat on this album to make way for just songwriting, but it is always just perfection. Her confessional style lyrics, her brutal honesty, her voice is just so much more mature now in comparison to her debut lush but that's because back then she was a teenager now she's older she's more experienced she's gone through some things and it really shines across on this album oh my god this had to be on my in my top 10 for sure what a pleasant surprise eric what a pleasant surprise 
fantastic choice. Love that. Love that. You can tell by my reaction clearly. Yeah, I mean, I, that I'm didn't sh- give it away. <laughs> I'm sure that if you had, I mean, I, I don't know if you remembered when I first mentioned snail mail, but if you had remembered, you would have known this would have totally made my top 10. Beautiful. All right. How about you? What made your number six? Well, coming in at number six, we have another songstress that is so good at just getting into those emotions. Olivia Rodrigo with Sour, her big debut and what a splash, more like a cannonball she has made in the music industry. I'm so happy that made your list. You have raved about that album so much. I mean, of course, this is going to be the first time I'm going to hear your thoughts, but you know, I I definitely would have found it super surprising if this would have been off of your list, given how much you've raved about it. I know earlier I said the best is still yet to come from Billie Eilish, and I also firmly believe that with Olivia Rodrigo, we are just scratching the surface here. Her big debut, I feel like 2021 was the year of Miss Rodrigo. I love this album. She started the year off in 2021 with Driver's License. That was the first song to hit a billion streams on Spotify. Completely insane. That helped to catapult her. And then the singles just kept coming. And the anthems just kept coming. And the bangers just kept coming. And the more that was released before the entire album was released, the more I knew that I was going to completely fall in love with this album and listen if you just are gonna write this album off as that's just some teenage girl whining about you know teenage problems and uh childish drama you're doing such a disservice by doing that because we've all been there we have all been in her shoes in one way or another and listening to this album you kind of get transported back to that time even if you didn't have the same exact experience she's just so good at really capturing these emotions and so good at painting these pictures and making you feel like you're going through this with her and um the whole album for the most part is her journey through a really tough time in her life of her first love and that ending and uh, all the emotions that come Along with that, whether that be the pain of it, you know, the devastation of it, the anger, and regardless of how you feel about pop music or her just being, you know, you think that she's just this uh, Disney Channel star, teeny bopper, we've all been there and I feel like anybody could relate to this album if they give it a chance. So please try to be open-minded because this turned out to be one of the best albums of 2021. She deserves all the recognition that she's gotten up until this point. And I cannot wait to see what is in store for her career moving forward. And I am also completely excited for her. Her first time touring in support of this record will be this year. So shout out to her, Sour. If I could give some suggestions of songs, you have brutal good for you of course you have deja vu traitor nice that's so awesome i knew this had to make your top 10 i it was just a matter of figuring out where it would land 
Without a doubt. I was so impressed. And now we are getting into the heavy territory. Top five. Hardest part here of 2021. This is the real deal. This is the no BS. Our top five. What took your number fifth spot for 2021? My number five spot goes to Courtney Barnett for Things Take Time, Take Time. I knew it. I knew. I knew. The second this record was released, I knew that it was going to make this list. Now, I won't lie. This album is definitely a stylistic change from her previous two albums, which were more punk rock, a little heavier. This one, due to everything that was going on with the pandemic, is a more intimate record. You know, it's just her, her guitar, drum machine. You know, she sat alone in her apartment, writing these songs out, recording them. And just like with Snail Mail, you know, this album is just so fantastic. She really knows how to get inside my head. But also what I love about this album is that not only does she deal with, you know, love, relationships, um, you know, the same things that Snail Mail deals with, but this album also kind of feels like a friend checking in on you during the pandemic. You know, she wants to make sure you're okay. She wants to make sure that you get up every day and you live your life instead of just, you know, living in defeat. She wants you to know that, you know, life is a process. And even though sometimes things are bad, they don't last and things can always get better. We all need a Courtney Barnett, it seems like, in our life, don't we? Yeah, my God. But thankfully, this album existed in 2021 and it'll continue to exist. And I am just so happy that she ended up making my top 10. All right. So how about you? What makes your number five? Taking my fifth spot for 2021 is Taylor Swift with Red, Taylor's version. So it's a re-release, but it counts towards 2021 because not only is everything re-recorded, but we got songs from the vault. We got songs from the vault, songs that were made during that time period that were never released. So that was a treat in and of itself, but also... Her re-recording of this album with the maturity of her voice now and stylistically and sonically the way that it sounds. There's a lot of tracks on here that sound even better than the original recording, if you could believe that. And then with that, I knew that this album had to make my list solely for the fact of the 10-minute version of a song called All Too Well, which was one of my favorite songs off of that album to begin with, off of the original. And then she decides to rework it, add to it. It's a 10-minute long song, a song that you would think would feel 10 minutes long, and she seamlessly gets you through it, through your listening experience, and it does not feel like that at all. She is such an incredible storyteller, The way that she portrays everything that has gone on in her life, her experiences, relationships, love, lust, heartbreak, it's all here on Red. And uh, it's also all there in that song, (laughs) just in one song. But ultimately, I love Taylor Swift. I love her musicianship. I love how passionate she is about everything that she does. She's also another person that is extremely intentional with the Easter eggs that she drops and the nods that she makes and references. And whether that be inspiration from her own personal life or just a story that she creates, she is just so unbelievably talented. And uh, 
yeah taylor swift read taylor's version getting the masters getting getting the rights back to her own music if that's not big v energy (laughs) then i don't know what is and uh, I could not be more proud of her for everything that she's been doing and continues to do. Well, I'm definitely happy to see that she is someone who makes her fans money and time worth it. Yes, exactly, Eric. Exactly. Okay, so number four. What took your number four spot for 2021, Eric? All right, coming in at number four, once again, Nas, King's Disease 2. Okay, Nas. So we had Nas on our 2020 list for Eric, and here we are, 2021. So phenomenal. My God, Nas is really at the top of his game. You know, huge difference from, you know, when he released The Lost Tapes Part 2 and when he released Nasir, which was produced by Kanye West. You know, I know that those didn't particularly have glowing reviews so to see that he has reached a new plateau with his art and with hit boy with him i mean this dude is just so fantastic the more i find out about him the more i love this guy his ear for detail for music it is just so fantastic hands down one of my new favorite producers in hip-hop right now oh my god i can't say enough about this album it is just so fantastic and i'm glad to see that there was a part two to part one i mean That's phenomenal. Don't you just love that? I love how both you and I have a part two in our top 10 list. That's awesome. Yeah, that's so cool. All right, so how about you? What takes your number four spot? Well, Eric, I'm glad that you asked because coming in at my number four spot is Snail Mail, Valentine. Very cool. Very cool. That's so awesome. I'm glad that we have someone in common. So, you know, now that we're both talking about her, what are your thoughts on this? I'm curious. This album is incredible. It is such an easy listen. It is, isn't it? To be honest, what sold me on this album, what really drew me to this album initially was the lead single and the title track, Valentine. I love the vibe of that song. I actually prefer this album sonically to her debut album. I know that's a, uh, I I feel like that is a widely unpopular opinion because there's a huge cult following behind Lush and the sound of that and she is an incredible guitar player so i can understand why people feel so strongly about that but for me personally just sonically valentine i love that she broke out of that box that everybody tried to put her in and look what she's capable of so much more than just this indie rock you know kind of vibe she explores all different sounds on this I love this record. I really appreciate her vulnerability. I appreciate the lyricism here. I appreciate the experimentation. And it is such an easy listen. And yeah, if you guys are remotely interested, please give this one a listen. Some tracks that I would personally suggest my faves are Valentine, Ben Franklin, Headlock, and Automate. And, and Forever I, Sailing. And I second that. Those are all fantastic songs. Not a single bad song on this album. Okay. Eric, we have finally made it to the top three. Wow, what a ride it's been up until this point. I cannot wait to hear what made your top three. Let's start with number three. I included this one because it would be a crime, in my opinion, to not include it. 
I already included King's Disease 2. Number three has to go to Nas Magic. Nice. Nas is just really tearing it up for you between the 2020 list and now 2021. Sounds like he's unstoppable. Yeah, and listen, there's supposedly a King's Disease 3 coming out, and Magic is supposed to tide everybody over until it does. And once again, Hit Boy is handling production, and he does not disappoint. And what I love is that whereas King's Disease 1 and 2 were definitely about, you know, some experimentation, including different sounds, in my opinion, Magic just kind of just takes it back to the gritty you know, streets, you know, it really has that gritty production, you know, that Nas is so well known for, at least in his early records, certainly, you know, it's got touches of it was written, so fantastic, the storytelling is just as amazing, and Hit Boy's beats and his production just amplify that, and it would just have been criminal for me to include King's Disease too, and not put this one there, because it just feels like a logical next step and oh my god i can't say enough about this it's so good we're really getting to the nitty-gritty what made your number three well you know what we love here on the show eric you know what we love what we love a good comeback and with that taking my third spot on this list we have the main with xoxo from love and anxiety in real time very nice i was wondering if this was going to make your end of year list and so immediately I was like, I wonder if Lisa uh, was excited for this one, because I do know that You Are Okay was not particularly uh, exciting for you, you know, because we reviewed that one. and We did back in 2019. Go check that out if you are interested to hear our full in-depth review. But yeah, suffice to say that it was pretty underwhelming for me because of the fact that they were just coming off of the high of their previous album, which was titled Lovely Little Lonely. And that was such a fantastic album. And we even saw them in concert during that album cycle, which was a complete blast. And what a show they put on. They put on a show where they went through Lovely Little Lonely and American Candy. What a night, man. Oh my God. And American Candy is my favorite main album. And I thought that nothing could come remotely close to that. But Lovely Little Lonely did back in 2017. So the bar was set high. You are okay. Didn't quite get there for me. So fast forwarding to 2021, XOXO was released over the summer. And what a comeback. I am glad to say that the main are back. And this album was a blast. It was such a great album. What I appreciate is the duality of the album. You have a lot of emotional highs. You have a lot of emotional lows. And everything in between on here. It tells a story throughout. And so many great tracks. Honestly, you have Sticky. You have Lips. Pretender. Dirty Pretty Beautiful. Anxiety in real time, face towards the sun. I love the lead singer, John O'Callaghan's voice. He always brings it. And the rest of the band are really cranking up the energy here on this album to a full 10. It is so fun to listen to. 
And like I said, it's not just throwaway pop bliss. There are a lot of darker moments on this album as well, but they were able to find a balance here that works. And that's why it's titled From Love and Anxiety in Real Time, because who wasn't feeling that during the pandemic? That's so awesome. And I'm glad that that made your top 10, because I was really hoping that it would have been a step up from You Are Okay, and I'm glad that it was. Okay, here we go. What made your number two? All right, so my number two spot goes to this band called Hi-Fi Club, featuring Duke Garwood, who I've mentioned previously. (laughs) Yes, you have. Yes, you have. The album, which is an awesome title, is called Last Party on Earth. That's sick. Love that. And How fitting. (laughs) Seriously. What I love about this album is that the band is this French band, and they're this really cool type of chameleon band who've covered all kinds of genres. And this time they decided to collaborate with Duke Garwood, among other awesome musicians. What I love is that this is the kind of album I've always wanted to hear from Duke Garwood. He is somebody who's known for playing sax, for playing clarinet, and of course for his deep vocals and guitar playing. But the funny thing is, and he said this himself, he rarely gets asked to play guitar when it comes to collaborations. So the fact that this entire album is, you know, him with his voice and his guitar... I love that mix of rock and just, you know, orchestra. It's so fantastic. And, you know, the results here are beautiful. His guitar playing is awesome. And I really hope he, you know, does another album like this in the future. It was just so fantastic. All right. So how about you? What took your number two spot? Eric, everybody thought that my number two, the album I'm about to disclose right now, was going to be my number one. So this is going to be... The ultimate shock of all time, but making my number two slot here for my top 10 albums of 2021 is Angels and Airwaves, Life Forms, their big return since the Dream Rocker in 2014. So I'm actually going to say that I'm not surprised because, yes, I know you're, I know the extent of your love for Tom DeLonge and Angels and Airwaves, but if there's anything I've learned. It's that what I usually think will take your number one spot doesn't. So I kind (laughs) of held on. That's a good mentality to have going into this. So I kind of held on to that rule of thumb. And I figured (laughs) it might take a number one, but who knows? Maybe something snuck in. Maybe something snuck in and took number one. So now I'm even more curious. That it did. That it did. But before we get to my number one, we did speak about Angels and Airwaves, Life Forms, on this podcast you and i went to go see them live last year in 2021 my first concert and i believe yours as well back since lockdown since the pandemic Mm -hmm. and what a night it was thank you again one of the best birthday presents i've ever gotten happy birthday the big dirty 30 (laughs) oh man yeah that was (laughs) such an awesome night such an amazing concert and seeing those songs performed live was so amazing Please go check that album review out when you guys get the chance. It was great. We were super stoked on this album. I will say that. And some songs that I have to give a shout out. In fact, this is a fun fact, Eric. My most listened to song in 2021 was Losing My Mind by Angels and Airwaves. (laughs) Nice. That is an amazing song. (laughs) Yes. That's really good. When they played it live, you went nuts. I did. I did. Because uh, I just can relate. Can we all at this point? All of us can. You know, <laughs> shout out to them for accurately capturing everybody's anxieties throughout this pandemic. So please go check out Losing My Mind, 
automatic time bomb and euphoria but really all in all solid project this was an album that was worth the wait in my opinion and i am super stoked on what these guys are going to put out next but until then i'll be listening to this on repeat and uh yeah this is definitely a step up from the Dreamwalker for me yeah me too and i think for a lot of people as well so here we are eric number one of 2021 i have no idea what this could possibly be i am super super stoked to hear what this is lay it on me let the people know what album stole your heart in 2021 to make it the number one album on your list so this is one that you definitely won't see coming if you have heard of this band i will be shocked my number one album of 2021 goes to and i'm going to spell this out to avoid any controversy (laughs) tropical f-u-c-k storm or tfs for short for their album deep states I have no idea. Please break it down for me why this made your number one because, of course, I'm going to check it out. It made your number one for a reason, probably many reasons. So let me know. Let the people know. The, you know, this this album is from a band that's from Australia, but their album just very accurately captures a lot of things that have happened in the past year. I mean, you know, not just from COVID, but also to just a lot of political things that have happened. Just so much political turmoil, you know, different ideologies. I won't get into the specifics here, but... That's why people have to go listen to it. Exactly, you know? (laughs) But yeah, it's just an album that is an album that is reflective of the times we are living in. It's an album for the times, created by the times, by the circumstances. Well, now I gotta hear it. And the music is just fantastic. Granted, it's not for everyone. I know that, you know, this band, there's no in between. You either love them or you hate them. There's What's their style like? They are like a, you know, very unorthodox, can have different tempos. You know, sometimes it can be conventional one minute and then at the drop of a hat, it changes on you. You know, they are all just finely tuned musicians. It may seem like they don't know what they're doing at times, but everything they do is very well thought out. This album, my God, it's just so spot on with so many things that have happened. And I think it's one of those albums that hopefully will be talked about for years and years to come. And hopefully it will be remembered for years and years to come. It is just madness <laughs> that's the best way i can describe it go check it out guys i have to check it out myself so i will report back to you eric whether it be on air or just personally but you have piqued my interest i mean it's your number one i have to go check this out and i can only hope that everything they keep on doing after this album is just as fantastically chaotic all right beautifully said <laughs> thank you I'm glad you think so. I really wanted to end my list on a high. <laughs> you did, Eric. That you did. All right. So, your number one wasn't Angels and Airwaves. So, what made your number one list of 2021? This was another one that came in right before the year ended, and it completely blew me away in its entirety. What a masterpiece. You want to talk about a flawless album. 
really hyping this one up. It is Adele with 30. Wow. How did I not see that coming? How did I not? And what's so <laughs> crazy is that her album, <laughs> apparently her album is responsible for a vinyl shortage. That's how powerful it was. What? I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Her album, like, I'm not sure who came up with the with the numbers of copies that they wanted to press, but apparently the pressing plants are so at work making her album that it's causing, you know, other bands to have problems with, you know, their orders. At least that's what I heard. You know, that's what I read somewhere online. It's when I read that, I was like, wow, that is crazy. I know that people can't see me right now, but my jaw yeah, is... Yeah, take it from me. Her <laughs> <Your> jaw dropped. <laughs> I am... Wow. Never in my life have I heard something like that. That is... Listen, allegedly, whatever, but that's completely and utterly mind-blowing. And it's also mind-blowing that, you know, I think last year alone, vinyl sales surpassed CD sales. That is freaking awesome. Shout out to all the music enthusiasts who have record collections. Ourselves included. Ourselves included that really brought back this resurgence of vinyl. Seriously. And I, I love hearing stories like that. You Me know, too. Thank because, you for that. Of course. Wow. What an accomplishment to, to have, you know, other artists not be able to press their records because yours is the one that is, you know, being worked on the most. Wow. Adele does it again, Eric. And also another fun fact is that she got streaming services. Yeah, I know she Spotify got streaming services to take away the shuffle feature, right? Right. Because... She, as we, because I know we share that same sentiment as well, that her album should be experienced in the order and the arrangement that she set it in. Yeah. And that yeah, it, it definitely. was extremely, you know, well thought out and organized and arranged. And each track is placed with intention. And she didn't want people to just shuffle through this, pick what they want and go. She wanted this to be a full-blown experience from the beginning to end and my god is it adele just never misses she does not miss my god with 30 adele want to talk about being vulnerable she laid it all out here you went through every aspect of her marriage from the beginning to end everything with her son and the emotions she was feeling throughout the marriage and the highs the lows why ultimately it did not work out between her and her now ex-husband and uh you know what's to come for her in the future her views on love her views on heartbreak her views on wanting to be there for her son and uh really trying to make this marriage work for him and uh making it a point to you know she comes from a family of divorce and she really set out to not follow in those footsteps but life has other plans sometimes and sometimes it just does not work out that way and she really laid it all on the line here on this album there is not a bad song on this album this album is completely flawless i've had this album on a loop since it came out she already roped me in with Easy On Me, and then once the rest of the album came out, completely sold. 
took my breath away, sent me on this roller coaster ride. You know, I was crying over things that I had no experience with personally. <laughs> and that's how that's how good she is letting you in her life and being so vulnerable and this being so autobiographical and um for those who got to watch her special too, her interview, her sit-down interview with Oprah, and the performance, you know, and um, playing the songs from the album and having that uh, quote-unquote listening party with fellow celebrities, whether that be musicians or other people in the entertainment industry. It was completely breathtaking where it was located in California with the sun setting in the background. She's singing her heart out. She's singing her classics. Then she's singing songs off of this album. And you really couldn't have written a better, you know, script for how everything turned out. You really couldn't have planned for a better show, a better experience. Adele's just one of those musicians where you hear her voice, you know it's her automatically. And to me... She's a living legend. I have nothing but love and respect for her. I appreciate how serious she takes her art and her musicianship and how she's crafted everything that, you know, she has up until this point. And wow, this album was completely breathtaking and mind-blowing and heartbreaking. But above all else, it was real. It was true. It was Adele, and it was my number one. Very beautifully said. Very beautifully said. You also had a strong finish. Thanks, Eric. And I can't even imagine how powerfully she must have sang her heart out on this album. Please go check out this album and listen to it as it was made from beginning to end. And let me know. Let well, me know how you feel. Listen, why don't we do this? Why don't we agree to have a listening party? We'll listen to a couple of our albums from our top 10 together. And yeah, watch our reactions in real time. I absolutely love that idea. I cannot wait to do that. How exciting is that? And wow, I can't believe this is it. Another episode in the books. Yeah, and my God, it, it seems like with every episode that we do with these end of year lists, it always gets more difficult, but listen, it, it never stops being fun. This was just as fun as the 2020 list, if not even more. I always look forward to these episodes. Me too. And I feel like the stakes just get higher every time we do them. You know, it, our lists get, you know, less and less predictable, more and more exciting. And that's what it's about. And of course, we want to know what everyone else thinks about this. You bet we do, Eric. So you guys... We want to know what made your top 10 for 2021. Let us know. Head on over to www.musicmattersmedia.com. We cannot wait to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Tumblr, Instagram, and Facebook at Music Matters Media. And do not forget to tune in to our next episode for our most anticipated of 2022. Here's to episode 80 and cheers to 80 more to come.